That was They All Know My Name, one of the um, bigger songs of Rye Davis's career as I'm waiting him for him to get back from the store to start this interview. I uh, just wanted to lead in with an intro there off his, of course, that was off the album, A Story to Tell, all the way back in 2018. There's new music coming, including the, the single Real Woman he just released this week or this past week. Um, also, you can find Cut to Tape, the EP. So, yeah, plenty of music there on uh, all, all the streaming apps if you've got a... Uh, you got anything like that go check out Rod davis as we're waiting on him to call in tonight and then uh, we'll talk about all the new music coming up hope you enjoy the interview here with Rod davis that gum son what did move the store on you what's that I said, did yeah it, did well move- <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry about that it's uh, i keep i don't know it just took me a minute. What's up, dude? I've heard of waiting on a woman. I didn't know. I didn't know you got to be such a big superstar on me here. Dadgum got me waiting. And, uh, you know, here I choke my chili down uh, just to get down here and I didn't even digest. Yeah, hellfire. You want all green M&Ms when you get here Saturday? Yeah, if you could. Well, I'm more of a blue one myself, but uh, <laughs> whichever. You know, as long as it's all the same. Man, welcome to North Spring Sessions. This ain't the One Lane Road podcast. We've switched it up, son. This is the North Spring Sessions. Uh, Lucas fired me. Oh, he did. I see. I see. You can only- are we? Are we live right now? We yeah, we are because I'm not smart enough to be technical. So we are live. We're, we didn't. Oh, okay. He did. He, he, <laughs> well, I tell you what. The other night I messed up. I, I told uh, Tim Gooden this last night. Uh, Hannah Dasher came in hot. I mean, it was a hell of an intro. I mean that. But I didn't hit record because, you know, I like to give, I like to talk off air for a minute. And, uh, boy, she came in hot, just did a perfect intro, just cut a hell of a promo. And I thought, boy, I wish I was recording right now. So, so I thought if I was giving you a hard time, I'd make a good intro. So, uh, oh, I see. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I would have been, I, I didn't want to be a real asshole to you because I ain't had no nicotine since about <laughs> 11 o'clock today. Me and my dad's been moving cows, and I've been a real sasshole. Yeah. So I had to go to the gas station and let one of them sink in before I called you. So I'm sorry that I made you wait 15 no, minutes. You know I was kidding. You know I was kidding. Uh, I just I was I got a thousand things to do out here. So brother, I promise you, I wouldn't just sitting here twiddling my thumbs. I'm, I've got to get this. I've got North Springs Music Fest T-shirts and posters and koozies all over the dang place out here. I look like a I look like a, a Chinese sweatshop out here. It might be. Who knows? <laughs> my, my, well, that was probably insensitive, <laughs> wasn't it? I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I shouldn't have been recording just yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. You done told the world your secrets now. I'd like to apologize for my insensitive remarks. Uh, no. Uh-huh. Uh, what's going on? Uh, you, uh, I ain't talked to you in forever. And Lucas didn't fire me, by the way. This is just we got busy, and I just had to. <clears throat> I was really wanting to talk to all you guys really before the festival, as many people as I could. Anyway. You know, to kind of hype this thing up. So, um, been a while since we caught up, though. Uh, played played a show here in May with Addison, but we hadn't heard as far as you know what's going on with you and everything else. We hadn't talked on the podcast in years, you know. So, yeah, it's been a minute, man. Uh, things are going good my way. Yeah, I, I released. So I released new music. Uh, I got a new song called "Real Woman" that I released. What is today? It's today Monday. Yeah. I released a new song, Real Woman, on Friday, and uh, things are going pretty good. I did a little release show up in Moorhead, Kentucky, and then uh, went up to, um, in Ohio, to the Buckeye Lake Songwriters Festival. Had a little songwriters festival up there. There's a guy named Bryce Long and Marla Cannon and Derek. I forgot his, his last name, but uh, 
and uh, I thought I was a pretty good songwriter. And then uh, they got on after after me, and they played about half of my set list that I've been playing for the past ten years. So I realized that I had a lot to learn. Yeah. Um, but uh, so that's about what's been going on, man. I've been playing. I got new music. I got that that song uh, we released. It's the first song that I've released of mine, um, and it's been over three years, man. So it feels. I mean, it feels damn good. Yeah. Like just to get some new music out there, and I got a whole bunch more coming, you know, and um, just that. And then uh, I got a festival. I don't know if you've heard of or not uh, down at the. Uh, uh, North Springs Music Fest. I'm playing next week, and uh, I know so a, I know a guy yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's a hell of a lineup, man. Man, I'm excited about it, and we'll 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 for sure talk about that. Um, I'm excited. This is the to me is the biggest lineup we've ever had down here, and you've been part of three out of four now. So, um, but yeah, we'll. Uh, but I really want to. I don't. I don't want to skim over what you said. Um. Cause you you know it has been three years and you know you've been making babies. That's that's the thing you gotta. Yes. You know you've been making babies in the last three years. A lot of people that COVID really hit y'all's household hard, didn't it? It sure did. Yeah, <laughs> I start looking real good. Uh, if you put me in a room and ain't nobody else around and you let me make you giggle or something a couple of times, I start looking real good. You know, yeah. that's uh that's how that's how it works. If you get, I tell people all the time, Dustin, if you can sing halfway decent and you can hide your gut behind a guitar. You got a chance of getting a real good looking woman. And then if you can make them, you know, if you lock them in a, a room with you for like a year, then you like, I mean, you liable to have kids Yeah, and that's what happened to us. You're, so. you're, yeah. You're a, you're a for sure case study on that. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, you know, I don't know. I'm still, well, I don't know what my, uh, I don't know how the hell it happened to me. Cause I can't play guitar. And I'm not that funny, so I don't know. She must have felt sorry for me. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe you just got to. Maybe you just warm hearted or something. Who knows? You must have money. You know. Well, you're saying you a lot of false stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well. Well. You better that's hope there's some money. Talk off off. The, that's the kind of jokes you make off the podcast. You know. <laughs> no. No. I love it. I love this. Is uh. Yeah. We this thing is going to be uncensored because, like I said, Lucas was the technical one, so I don't know how to edit out what you just said if I wanted to. So we just oh, gonna, okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> so we're, yeah. gonna, we're just going to roll with it. But um, yeah, we'll just say it. You've either got money or you packing heat, son. That's yeah. how it works. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you can't sing and you can't make them laugh, you either got money or you packing heat. And you but, know what I'm talking about. I better so. I better start taking some guitar lessons from you. I guess this Saturday. <laughs> you don't want to take guitar <laughs> lessons from me? I'll teach you. I'll teach you how to, like, maybe write a lyric or something. But yeah. you, I just, I beat the hell out of my guitar and sing real loud. That's my, that's my secret to whatever success that I have. I just get real loud and, uh, uh, and, and, and play like, and act like I know what I'm doing. You know, well, it's, it's, all about, it's working. Yeah. It's working pretty good, man. Thanks. Things are looking good. You know, before COVID, and, uh, my music career is like, uh, it looks like one of them charts they show you in math class in high school or something. It goes like up real high and then down real low and then up real high. And mm -hmm. before COVID, we had we had a bunch of momentum. You know, we were playing some real cool shows and all the numbers and stuff on like you know that everybody looks at now, like you Spotify and Apple Music stuff. Like they took off, and then uh, we were supposed to 
get back in stu- we were scheduled to get back in the studio anyway um so we went ahead and went in and blew all my money because they said it wasn't gonna last but two weeks so i was like well we'll just go ahead and record and by the time this thing's over we'll have some new music ready and it lasted a lot longer than we thought it was going to and then i broke my leg in that otter incident you know a lot of people know about that and yeah. then uh um and then had one kid and then had another kid he's turning one tomorrow he's gonna be a year old tomorrow's oh, birthday so happy birthday yeah so a two and a half year old and a one year old and i've been uh of course i got this farm up here and i just been i got so you know life happened sure and wasn't wasn't able to really release i mean i could have released the songs but there's a lot that goes into it to, especially when you're independent independent artist and making sure you can promote it and it doesn't just you know die off um so so we decided to hang on to it and things kind of fell back down and since we've been uh you know the kids are getting old enough now that we can kind of let mom and dad watch them and me and brandy's been kind of getting that back out on the road a little bit and had some good show opportunities and everything's everything's looking good man uh so it's it's all good in the hood and and the you know the hood of pig kentucky everything's going it looks good looks good feels good feels right and people seem to like the new song so yeah uh yeah well, it's good. well, it's good to hear, and, I, and you're selling yourself short a little bit. When you, of course, the ebbs and flows there up and down, that's understandable. I mean, a lot of people go through that, and, and then COVID was a, such a weird time for everybody. You know, we hadn't in our lifetime, you know, in our, we're about the same age. We we hadn't experienced really anything like that. But I think where your songs have been out, and I, I think maybe that's why your the numbers haven't really you're saying they're they're up down. But I mean, you, you're looking at the same music. But but the positive thing is there is music out there. Um, I've heard them at the shows, and I've got friends all the time asking me, "Hey man, I, you know, I caught this snippet of Rye playing this, or I was at your show back in May, or I was here or there, and I seen Ryan. He's he's got this song, and you know, when's it going to release? So, and again, talking about you played some cool shows. You just kind of glossed over the fact that oh yeah, we've done some cool things. I mean, just just recently you opened for John Anderson and Tracy Lawrence. Yeah, now come on now. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's going good. You know, yeah. I, it was uh, so just this year, it's been uh, just off the top of my head. You know, John Anderson, Tracy Lawrence, uh, Neil McCoy. Uh, the night before I'm doing your show, I'm, I'm open for Aaron Tippin, Colin Ray, and uh, Sammy Kershaw. Um, and then we got, uh, you know, and a whole bunch of other like, songwriter stuff that we've been doing like you know the guys that I, the people that i just mentioned you know marla cannon bryce long and Derek. they you know i mean the it's it, you get a, a little bit of imposter syndrome when you get to uh you know open for these people and play rounds of people that like have written the songs that you've been covering you know mm-hmm. the songs that like i learned and like you know playing sold out places like when we played manchester music hall for tracy lawrence i mean as an opener you don't always know what to expect you know sometimes because you're going on early and early in my career like when i get any sort of opening gig it was just you go out there and you know people be talking and kind of doing their thing but uh you know in the past six months I don't know. I don't know what's happening, dude. Yeah. <laughs> People are uh, secrets uh, out. The secrets out about yeah, Ryan. They, Davis. you know, they show up and they got. It, it's mostly 
it is the it, it's their show but like when you look out in the crowd and you see you know your merchandise you've been beating the roads down for 10 years and you start seeing your name on people's shirts and then when you start singing as an opener and everybody shuts up you know and and, and listens to the songs uh as because i'm a songwriter first and you know i'm a songwriter entertainer you know and um I don't know, man. The past the past five or six months, it's you can. I don't know how long it'll last or whatever, but it's been really good. People are they seem to really. I I believe in the songs, and I think it shows when I play them. And uh, I, I'm getting a real connection with them. Just yeah. just opening these shows like this, it's like uh, I'm not background music. I mean, I got when I opened for John Anderson up at Renfro Valley, um, there was. It's like it's like two thousand seats or something, yeah. and man, you could have heard a pin drop. And and I got a standing ovation after the, you know, my set. I, I didn't go back out because you know it wasn't my show. But those are things. I mean, I'm I mean my van. I named my van John Vanderson. You know, <laughs> like yeah. I'm a John Anderson fan. Yeah. When you get to open for his fans and that kind of stuff happens, like it's just been little stuff like that that's just been happening. And uh, if it never, if it never gets any better than this, it's great. Sure, you know. And uh, I'm, I'm really grateful for it because I, it, it's just been, it's been me and Brandy the past ten years, and then uh, since we've talked about getting the new music out, we've had some folks that uh, have been helping us out. My buddy Tim Parks has been, you know, putting me on festival. That's another, you know, uh, yeah, those are. Now that we're talking about it, I mean, I've got to open for Dina Carter, the Wilder Blue. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Wilder Blue, but man, those guys kill it. I'm just now Michael, hearing that. I'm just yeah. now hearing that name. Yeah, just recently. Yeah, they. You need to check the Wilder Blue out, man. They're like, if the Eagles were Texas country. I mean, their harmonies are outrageous. Uh, the songs are great. Like I got to play with those guys, uh, Mike and the Moon Pies. Like well, that's a big one. Uh, a girl named Taylor Austin Die, who's up and coming and, and and really great. And like, just I don't know. Just this last string of shows, things feel really good. And uh, um, you know, uh, it, it's just good, dude. And and I'm trying not to get too excited about it. Uh, and, and I'm trying to stay as humble as I can be, but it, it feels good and it feels right. And I've got a lot. And this is just after releasing one song and some of these songs that I've got coming out that I've been playing. People have been uh, wearing me out. And my message is, you know, when is I've got a song called uh, Sheep. I've got a song called Monsters, a song called Trouble. And everybody's like, hey, when's that coming out? When's that coming out? And that's that's never happened to me before. I've always had to, like, remind people that uh, – you know what I'm saying? Like, I always have to be like, hey, this song's coming out. But here lately, it's been like people have been asking me when the songs are coming out. So it feels good, man. Yeah. And um, uh, these opportunities haven't always been there. And I'm trying to take full advantage of it. You know, people just getting calls, asking to open these shows and stuff feels really good. And uh, uh, so, so yeah. And, and I mean, and guys like, you and Tim and uh, a couple other folks that have seen it early, you know, like I've been playing some of these songs for, you know, two years now. A lot of the people that have been reaching out and like wanting to do that and me being able to build that fan base is because of, you know, festivals like yours. Yeah. So, uh, 
it it all it all ties together you know and if there's any artist out there listening to it or listening to this like you just got to grind it out you know the longer you you stick around and, and and the better your music gets and the more you find out who you are uh you know those those smaller festivals that support up and coming music like what you've got going on like those are the most important festivals those are the most important shows that you can do it's because you can go shake a hand after you sing it you know what i mean and they hang on to it and they're your type of people and they see that you're just a regular dude that's out there trying to do what he wants to do and and make music so uh so yeah couldn't do it without that kind of stuff well, I'm I'm proud to play whatever small role that we're trying to do down here, and I know Tim Parks is a monster, and you know all the all the guys, John Grace, and all those guys up in that Kentucky scene, yeah. and Jessica Blankenship, and you know, and I've you know the Fraley Fraley's have not always given me sound advice, but when they put me on your music four and a half years ago, um, I, I'm damn sure you know proud to be, um, have seen have seen the growth, and I, I think when you when you named all those, I mean your sound is. It's genuine, you know. I'm not gonna say '90s country because I mean you're you grew up on '90s country, grew, grew up on '80s country like the rest of us. But like when you name off those names, John Anderson, Tracy Lawrence, Aaron Tippin, Sammy Kershaw, Colin Ram, that's a who's who of '90s music. So you're kind of like the throwback, just traditional country. You know, there's not any pop country in your repertoire. So I, I guess when these guys or their management hear your music, it, it's kind of a throwback, but at the same time you're modern. Um, so you fit right on the bill with these guys. Um, but And so from a perspective of you growing up on these guys, that's huge. But I tell you what, getting those fans off that Wilder Blue and Mike and the Moon Pies, because Mike and the Moon Pies do, they have one of the best live sets in whatever genre that is they're playing. So getting those fans that may not hear, have heard of you either is just equally as important as playing with these legends, in my opinion, um, because this independent movement is not stopping anytime soon. And No. No, it's not. It's only going like I feel like we're just as far as independent music goes. I feel like we're kind of just getting to the just getting to base camp, you know. Yeah. Like it's been you've been it's a long climb when you're climbing a mountain just to get to base camp, and I feel like we're just now getting there. Not just me, but uh, all of these artists who don't have like major record labels that are out making like some serious waves, man. Like when you, you know, you talk about Mike and Moon Pies and Wilder Blue and, you know, like all the, the early guys in it that are, you know, selling out Red Rocks now. I mean, Cody Jinks, like Ward Davis is playing the Ryman yeah. again, you know, for the second time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, like they're, and, and that's independent, you know, they, they, they didn't do that from having like big radio play and what you had to have, just you know 10 or 15 years ago you can go out and you can beat the doors down and people are hungry for good music and there's different ways with you know social media and all the streaming platforms that you can go or even that um oh my gosh i'm drawing a blank on his name the redheaded guy that yeah. had the oliver uh, anthony oliver anthony yeah i mean that can happen to anybody yeah you know and uh it's it, it's just goes to show that good music is going to be found and you if you put it out there and you put it out there enough if uh, you don't you don't really have to try and fit any sort of anything you can kind of just be you 
and do your thing and there's enough because the world is i mean the world's huge man you can go out and make whatever music you want to be make and and people are going to find it and you can have your your people you don't have to cater to anything that you don't particularly want to do if you're willing to put in the time and the work and and guys like that are just good examples of it because you get a little bit frustrated when things don't go exactly like you think and you think well maybe i ought to be changing this up and changing that up but i mean if, if you just you know stay the course people start listening or at least that's been my experience you know right. and uh um i think independent music is going to be if it's not already bigger than the mainstream so you know so well, quote unquote mainstream music just because you can't shove it down people's throats like they can get on their phone and listen to uh, whoever they want to listen to and that's a that's a good thing when it comes to making because you know it's an art it's it's an it, it's a form of art this music is that if you can find a way to get people's attention and get them to listen one time you might have a fan for life yeah and uh uh that's that's on i think that's only going to improve so well it's, it, it's you know, the way the times have changed with social media and um streaming services and everything else i you know i've always talked about 10 years ago when shooter jennings told me who uh, jason Eady was and he went through that rabbit hole and I, I just said this the other day so i don't want to be repetitive on here but basically you get on youtube or you get on spotify or or pandora or whatever and you type in one artist and it leads you down a rabbit hole of so many more artists that you've never heard of and you know Oliver Anthony, of course, is the big example right now because he just made it. I mean, that's 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 the very rare case. Then you got yeah. guys like, um, and I remember uh, North Springs twenty twenty one messaging Nolan Taylor and Drayton Farley both about trying to come to North Springs in twenty twenty two. It never happened, and now you know Drayton Farley is opening a show at Red Rocks. And he's opening a show with Ryman for other people. Uh, Nolan Taylor is really taking off and. Uh, to your point there, uh, you said Ward Davis and Cody Jinks. I mean, they have the backing of True Grit, which is, you know, one of the largest independent, you know, agents. Of course, they've been bought by WME now, just like Red 11 did. But uh, Ward Davis did a show here at the Bull and Thistle, a uh, sold-out show there a couple years ago, and he was talking about how COVID hit and how Cody Jinks was admiring Ward. And he said, man, I, I love it that you can still go out and play. He said, I can't because, you know, he's playing the bigger – venues and war davis said oh man cut my life's come full circle the guy who found me and helped me out cody jinx says he's he's jealous of me he said now the son of a bitch said it while he was sitting in his 4500 square foot home <laughs> <laughs> he said but he still said he was jealous of me um yeah so but, but to me cody jinx i mean look what he's doing i mean yeah he had true grit but man he grinded and grinded and for guys like you have been on been on the road and put your time in and uh it, the times have changed just because people are sick of it, and I, everything goes through trends and fads. And, you know, and the bad thing about country radio is they force bro country and pop country and you know rapping and everything in the country music down our throats so hard. But now they see, oh man, they're they're singing about coal mines and they're singing about this, and they'll they'll try to find their own guy and they'll try to bastardize that for the longest. But people are just you know. You know, nobody, I don't know who listens to the radio anymore is what I'm saying, Ry, is the fact that they can have the radio. I bitched about it. I'd get on there in CMAs, and I'd get on Twitter and fuss about what was happening on the CMA or CMT awards, but then I just turned it off because there were so many alternatives. 
and people were just sick and tired of bro country getting, you know, uh, forced down their throat when we were we were raised on George Jones or you know Garth Brooks or whatever. And each generation thinks the other one's not as good. But man, that '90s country that you know Waylon and Johnny Cash didn't think '90s country was good, but boy, we're making a whole another second living out of it right now. With every, <laughs> '90s country's yeah. back big time. But it's just the fact that everything had to go full circle because people were sick and tired of Florida Georgia Line and Sam Hunt and Kane Brown and crap like that. And it's, you know, I love rap music. And I love some sort of R&B or pop, but like I want to listen to it when I'm feeling like rap music. I don't want it in my country music. You know, and I think that's the way majority of people my age feels. Yeah, well, even, even the guys, I think, when you when you when you go down that rabbit hole, there's there is I think there is space for crossover like sure. that. But it's yeah. it's it it goes back to your point of everybody. You don't have to be like that to be successful. You know what I'm saying? I like agree. there is a, there are a lot of guys that I know you know in town that are really talented artists. And they love the, you know, incorporating the hip hop stuff and having the uh, that type style, and and it's fine. It's just not for everybody, you know. And I think where radio messed up was they didn't try. They they tried to go with with whatever was popular, and they kind of shunned anybody who was doing anything that wasn't in that vein when there was room for everybody. And I think it's hurting them now. But there's still guys, you know, like Cody Johnson. Uh, and, uh, I got to hang out with, I got to hang out with Lainey Wilson the other day at, uh, one of her shows. I got a buddy that runs front of house for her and he invited me out and man, there's, she's country's cornbread, you know? I, I mean, like there, how you just casually drop that in there, by the way. You're like, oh yeah, I did this. Oh, and by the way, I was hanging with Lainey Wilson the other day. That was, <laughs> yeah. That was a nice that, transition. Well, <laughs> that was the first time that I'd met her and she was, she was so great to me and brandy we got to go back she had like you know uh back behind her bus they had like she had like this little bar and this little uh, tent and stuff set out and, you know we got to sit and talk with her for i don't know a couple of hours before her show and it was uh her, her and her band and everybody and, and uh you know it it always comes up with like when you're in this industry where music is mm-hmm. and then you see somebody like Laney that has also put in the time, you know, and is on mainstream and she's country and Cody Johnson, you know, like all those guys. And, um, you know, they, there's a, a resurgence of that style because it was like you said, left out so hard. And, and I don't want to hate on anybody that does, that it's found success, you know, in, in the mainstream. Sure. I, I, I don't blame them. I, it's not, it, it has nothing to do with the music that they're making. It's just the fact that when there's other people out there making great stuff, there was plenty of room for it. You know, if you got somebody that was making mediocre music in that vein versus somebody that was making great country music, that could have been hit, you know what I mean? Um, and, and they just kind of shunned those people, and they went out and found their own way. Is is what they've been doing, and and, I, and that is 
really great for somebody like me and all these other independent artists out there because they they went out and they kind of paved their own way saying that you don't need any of that mainstream stuff and you can just build your fan base and make the music you want to make and honestly be better off for it so uh so that's kind of how i feel about it i I think um you know make whatever music you want to make find whether it's you know straight down the line country music or if it's the hip-hop stuff or if it's uh, uh, something that we've never heard before but don't shun everybody else just because you might that may be the most popular thing because there's room for everybody and that, that whole rising tide raises all the ships is the more I'm around the more I'm doing this the more I see that that's really true you know uh, it it's not a in my in my mind, it's not one way or the other. Like you can like everything, but don't don't uh, if you're a if you're in the industry and there's somebody coming up that's great at what they do, give them a chance. Don't don't take somebody mediocre and uh, that hasn't put in the time and try and push them over somebody that's that's got great music that could really be something you know uh, so anyway that's yeah. i could go down a whole rabbit hole on that but uh well i think about i think about what you're saying i, I do agree because there are that that's never been my mo is the, the hate on the pop country it was just the fact that like it really bothered me that jamie johnson didn't have a place on country radio but you could you yes. would have to hear cruise oh god yeah 10 times every two hours and you know i look back at the old days i just wonder what people thought about like people look back fondly now at conway twitty but like Conway Twitty's not the like, like that. I I wonder like what people thought when like Waylon and Willie and Johnny Cash was ruling the airwaves with Outlaw Country and Conway Twitty was out here just making baby making music, you know? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're yeah. like, we don't need that shit in country music. But I mean, like, really, there's a place because Conway Twitty's a legend. Um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, you you never hindsight's always twenty twenty, you know. And, and uh, um, I think it'll the time that we're living in right now is going to be looked back on really fondly just from, I don't know, just from how different it was, you know, and how uh, it's a real turning point. And I think the next two or three or probably the next five years, somebody's really going to get it figured out. And like you said, you know, with Oliver Anthony, like that just, starting with like jinx and all them boys and coming up and even like even when you were talking about you know jason Eady, mm-hmm. you know i remember seeing jason Eady on um when i it had been like 2009 i guess or 2010 he was on a um uh th- this is when you you know youtube was first started there was a thing called music fog i don't know if you ever seen yeah. that or not yeah yeah i've seen that i've and seen I, that episode, I found episode. Him and uh, Sunday Valley, the uh, Sturgill Simpsons old band on there, you know, in like 2009. Right. And if it wasn't for, I mean, so those guys have been out doing that style thing, like what we're doing now at, in, in the grassroots of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, Sturgill blew up. And then, uh, you know, Edie's still out doing his thing, and he's got a great fan base, like like what we talked about. And they were at the beginning of it, and I think, you know, 50 years from now, I think it's going to be the norm, uh, being able to build and do your own thing. 
And uh, I, I think just this time in in not just country music, but in music in general, with uh, uh, all the different avenues that artists can go, it's there may be something out there that we've never even that happened that we may never even seen before. You know, like somebody comes through, the, like like Oliver Anthony, that uh, uh, has you know just a thousand fantastic songs and can sell out you know arenas sure you know instead of just having like a couple viral type deals like somebody figures that out if they figure that out that system plus they've got great music man like uh i think that's i think that's coming so i think he's pretty polarizing just because you look at it one way and he's singing about he's singing about a lot of things that the common man in rural america is sick and tired of so it that strikes a chord with people like you know where we live. You know, a lot of, a lot of people that have seen uh, the way you know government in the world has turned. But also, I think he was taking a lot of flack within the industry because people said well, this guy hadn't really put his time in. Uh, you know, he. So I think he's going to have a. I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about it because that's. I just feel like he's very polarized. I think he means well, but there's also people that he's going to get a lot of hate within the industry because he was, went viral so fast overnight and he's not putting his dues in per se and, and all that. But that's, that's neither here nor there. I get, I get, I guess, you know, yeah. when it comes to guys like that though, like, <clears throat> pardon me, golly, <clears throat> uh, I'm drinking this lemon lime Gatorade and it went down the wrong hole here. I just went that, when I went to the little Minute Mart over there, I bought my two cans of Zen and two Gatorades and they give me a free Gatorade towel. You buy two Gatorades, you get a free towel. So I, I bought two of them and that second one's going down the wrong hole. Excuse well, me. Why wouldn't you if you get a free towel? What a deal. Yeah, that's a hell of a deal. She just put it in my bag and I said, that ain't mine. She said, yeah, if you buy two of them, you get a free one. Anyway, uh, man, when it comes to guys like that, like people can hate on somebody, but at the same time, I have no damn idea what it is like to handle something, an overnight thing like that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, I think it may be harder to do what he's doing than it would be to go put in 15 years of playing, if that makes sense. Because you go from nobody really knowing who you are to everybody in the world knowing who you are, <laughs> and you've got to deal with that and yeah. knowing that that might be your only shot. And I think that might be tougher as far as like having to figure it out that fast and on the fly, mm -hmm. then it would be to kind of like what I did, you know, spend the past 12, 13 years out, like where you're able to make mistakes. Cause once you go that quickly, like you got to figure it out fast. And he seems to be doing a pretty damn good job of, I mean, you're going to make your mistakes. Yeah. Right. But I mean, people are still showing up to his shows and, from what we've seen on people that go viral, like most of the time it lasts about a week and, uh, he's still going strong. So, uh, I'm trying to take the point of view of, of, uh, when that happens to people, that's a pretty tough road, man. Like, especially like, I don't know how many songs and stuff he's, he's got, but, uh, it's pretty commendable to go from that all the way to the top and be able to kind of still handle it. Cause I don't know what the hell I would do if, I think I know how I would handle things, but then you go from from you go from really trying to get something going for ten years 
and then all of a sudden everybody in the damn world knows who you are and they've got a comment on you and your song and uh you can't you i mean you can't even go to walmart and buy diapers um overnight you know uh that may be harder and tougher to deal with than uh you know putting in 10 years on the road and and, and being able to keep a career going because uh, you, you're not allowed to make any real mistakes so that's a great point uh, yeah you know just because I, we all think like, oh, I'd be able to handle this fame and I'd be able to handle this and that. And I don't know how the, how good I'd be able to handle it if I'm being honest. Like if it took me 20 years to get there, I think I could handle it pretty good. But if like tomorrow, everybody, you know, if if, if I showed up to down there at your festival and uh, there was 50,000 people there wanting me to sing a song and telling me how it was life changing and, <laughs> or having a good opinion or a bad opinion on it. Like that's a lot of pressure, dude, to be like, all right, well, this is my shot. Here it is. I, I got to make this work or I may never get to do this again. You know, see what I'm saying? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, So people can, people can give him hell for it, but, um, uh, I think he's handled it pretty good. I don't even, if I'm being honest with you, I don't don't even, I haven't even listened to that song. Uh, I tried not to, (laughs) I tried to, uh, uh, stay away from it just so I didn't have like a hater opinion on it because you get kind of when you do this long enough like when you hear songs from people that you don't know you're like ah this and that so I tried not to listen to it I try to just watch and see what the hell happened and um he seems to be handling it pretty pretty good so maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll get one of them I, I'm just gonna start posting a bunch of songs every day out in the woods and see if I can't go wild <laughs> well hey I got some woods come on down uh, we'll, we'll try to figure it out. We'll pitch it to Radio West Virginia and see what happens. Yeah, uh, see what happens. But now, yeah, but you know, one last point on this, and we'll we'll move on and talk. You know, continue about your career instead of all these. Um, just what well, I mean, this this is about you since you are independent country. You know, but uh, there's one song that's out there, and it's it's not getting nowhere near the credit it should. Uh, Addison, and I was talking about, it, but have you heard Brent Cobb's uh, when country came back to town? I haven't heard Brent's new one yet. No, I I've been meaning to listen to. That. He's got he's got a brand new album out, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not I'm not listening to the album a whole lot. Um, I, well, I've not listened to it all the way through. I've downloaded, it, but I've not got a chance to uh to listen to it yet. But um, I don't remember where I found this at originally because I you know I'm trying to find the lyrics real quick. Um, yeah, right here. So I was listening to it when they, somebody sent it to me, and uh, I don't know, you know, he's got that different voice anyway. He's kind of got that, and you have to listen real hard sometimes to Brent Cobb. And I said, wait a minute, did that say that say Cody Canada? And it's just it name drops all the people that in the music scene right now of Americana. And it starts off and says, I was there when Shooter Jennings rewound the sound like a cassette. I watched Jamie Johnson cut You Can't Cash My Checks. You know, Rowdy Jason Cope. Leroy Powell, um, he says, I guess now everyone knows Cousin Dave. He's been around a while, of course, reference to Dave Cobb. Um, yeah. The second verse, or verse three says, right after that I moved to Nashville, most of the Broadway stars wanted to be Cody Canada, Ryan Bingham, or Hayes Carl. There's a uh, Brandy Carlisle mention, Nikki Lane mention, and it says, but when Sturgill climbed High Top Mountain, that's when country came back to town. Um, then the last, you know, it says, Folks like Miranda Lambert kept the beat inside its heart, right along with Chris and Morgan, Macy, Casey Musgraves. 
is I love this line right here. What took the world so long to catch on for us was nothing new. You know, like all these guys are grinding in an independent country for so long, and people within the industry know, but for the world, you know, Chris Stapleton was doing it for years and years before people uh, found it. And then this final verse, here we are 18, 18 years later with a list a mile long, names like Childers, Jinx, Price and Whitey, Hood, Shook, Cook, Cawthon, and Combs. Uh, Lord knows it's hard to name them all, but hell, right off the top of my head, Isbel, Edie, Pat, and Moon Pie, Turnpike, Coulter, and Crockett. I mean, that's cool as hell, man. Yeah, that's badass. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I sent it to two or three people. I was like, God dang, you got to listen to this, man. I was like, because, you know, we're we're so used to hearing all the name drops of Hank and Cash and Waylon in songs, and I'm like, when's the last time you heard a Shooter Jennings Cody Canada shout out in a song? You know? Yeah, no. And I just I, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to text and be like, hey, you forgot one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hell, hell's <laughs> It's a list a mile long. Should have been a mile, at least one more, right? right? Yeah, make, hey man, make that sucker a mile and a quarter. Put Rod Davis, Nattison, Johnson on there, man. We got uh, we got a show coming up. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was I thought that was cool. And of course, you played some shows with. Uh, you're talking about Laney. That's really cool. And you know, to me, I think you've deserved it for a long time. But you, it's not an accident, man. You're not you're not on here with these these legends, these hitters for. No reason, you know. You've put your time in, and I just I think it's a matter of time. And I'm being honest when I say that. Um, I think these shows you're you're gonna keep building it. Um, I, I can't wait for the new music, the new album to come out. And I know you don't have a date yet, but but now the the night that the first night I'd heard a lot of new music from you is when I came down to see you at the Nashville Palace when you played that show with Hannah and Ben Chapman and um um uh, the other young lady there that was really talented, Ashlyn Craft. Yeah. Um, and I tell you what, you know, I've always tried to record a few snippets of everything that you do every time. That way, when you got a show coming up, I like to share your videos. And that was the first time I heard Monsters, and oh, yeah. and and I was kicking myself in the ass for not recording the songs. I didn't know it was coming. Never had heard it. And then I was so into the song, I, I still couldn't pick my cell phone up to record. I was just hanging on to that song, man. That that's, that's probably my front runner for early favorite. Um, and I like sheep, like you said, and uh, trouble. But uh, talk about those three songs, and I, I do want to get some more because Brandy helped you co-write a uh, real wo- uh, real woman. So talk yeah. talk about those three when we might hear those songs, and then then I want to I want you to actually talk about it a little bit more in depth, real woman, because we did we just kind of breezed over it earlier. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, so monsters, uh, so monsters, sheep. And sheep are two that uh, uh, I wrote by myself. <clears throat> Monsters um, is one of those songs that, like, you write. I, I, I present the song with. Uh, it's a song that I wrote after finding out that uh, most monsters have familiar faces, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and it's just not necessarily just in the music business. Just like as you. Uh, go through you know just life man um people you think are going to be there and uh people you think are in your life for a certain reason uh, sometimes just want something or or want the weren't the people that you thought they were um and it kind of just had me going back to when things were simpler because i when i wrote the song i'd had either just had beckley or uh we were about to have her i can't remember and uh 
it just had me thinking, you know, when you were younger, uh, when you're young and, and you're naive and, and you don't really know what's going on around you, life just seems so much simpler, you know, like a, the course is like a paper airplanes and BB guns, pocket knives and arrowheads and the innocence of being young. Mm. Like when you're, when you're young and you don't know, uh, and, and you're trying to know everything and the more you find out, the more you want to go back to where you can just, just live and just be and not worry about like where you are and where you're going and whatever the hell's coming next. You kind of just live in that moment. Yeah. And that's really what the song was about for me. Uh, you know, and, and in that second verse where it talks about like, uh, uh, you feel like giving up and, and that was a little bit, uh, geared on the music, <clears throat> um, side of things. Uh, because you do it for a long time and, and you want, you want more and you want more and you want more. And I guess another song that I got that's there, but, uh, I don't know. It's just honest, man. This whole group of songs that I've got coming out and I've always tried to be honest in my songs and keep them as real as I can about real life. I'm, I'm not worried about hits or anything. Um, or worried about really what other people think of them. It, it I kind of write them for me and and hope that they find the type of people that are like me, if that makes any sense. Um, and Monsters is one of those that I'm really excited to let go because it is so honest and it's got such a good reaction um, that uh, they're all like that, though. You know, with Monsters and Sheep and More and Trouble and... Uh, um, you know, they're all just from where I'm at in my life right now, becoming a dad, not really knowing where, you know, when you're not really knowing what the hell's coming next with this crazy ass music that I make for a living and, and, and uh, wanting to be around my kids and wanting to raise good humans. And, uh, you know, with money and stress and time, uh, that's just where I'm at right now. You know, you as, as you get in your... I didn't know this at the time, but like all the songs that I've written coming up now, like up until now, I was just learning kind of how to write a song. And now that I'm getting to this age, I'm kind of finding out who I am and uh, knowing, uh, having something to say. Before, I don't feel like I really had anything to say because I didn't know who I was. But now that I've got kids and I've got this, you know, I've got this farm and I've got this music career that I've, that we've built from the ground up. I'm, I'm really learning like who I am as a person and as a man and like the things that I've kind of went through to get here. I'm going to sing about those things. Uh, and all of those songs with, with monsters and, you know, and trouble, uh, trouble is one of those things that follows not just me around, but hell, it follows everybody around. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and we took a first, me and Jesse Taylor, the guy that I co-wrote it with, we took a first person point of view from, the perspective of trouble like listen i ain't going nowhere you know i'm going to be around every damn turn and uh and sheep and sheep is probably my favorite song just because it's almost when you're a songwriter it's easier to put it in a song and sing it than it is to actually like tell your kids face to face like what you know the, the advice that you want to give them that the world's full of people who are full of shit <laughs> And you don't have to listen to them. Everybody that you meet, that little that little voice that you got in your head that says like that 
we, everybody's full of it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm getting kind of deep into the songwriter thing now, but <clears throat> to me, that song sheep, uh, for my little girl, uh, when you have kids, you, before you have them, you think like you can just like set them down and tell them all about life, but that ain't how they work. Uh, and as a songwriter, if you can just put into words to let them know, like, Hey, the world's going to be full of people that are going to tell you what you think you need to be. And they don't know their asshole from a hole in the ground. Like you got to do what makes you happy and you got to do your thing. And it doesn't matter what anybody else does or how they treat you. Like you get to choose how you're going to react to that. And you just keep doing your thing. And I think that's the most important lesson that I've ever learned. Uh, you know, when I was playing ball, when I've been making music, when I'm out here trying to get these things going. And that one's, that one's probably my favorite just because uh, I know it's going to be around and there's going to be some point in her life that she's going to listen to that song. She's going to get something out of it, uh, whether it's now or 50 years from now. Um, and that's what's so special about music, man. That's the one that I'm most excited to kind of get out there. Um, as far as when they're going to come out, uh, I'm going to take the single approach. Uh, so we released Real Woman, which is a song they wrote Brandy. Uh, and to kind of get our feet wet on, I thought it was a perfect song to release first. And because uh, it's a good song, it's kind of, I wrote it with Brandy, kind of about Brandy. And uh, a lot of people can relate to it. And we can kind of get our feet wet back into remembering what it's like to promote new music game. Uh, and uh, we're just going to start dropping singles every six to eight weeks is kind of the plan Okay. until we get a little bit of momentum going. And then I'm probably going to release like a part one of an album. So we'll release, you know, like three singles or something. And then uh, uh, if we get enough momentum, I'll release the first part. And then because um, that'll put us into summer instead of releasing a whole album. And uh, that we'll we'll look through the rest of the songs and decide because I've got a bunch of stuff recorded. Uh decide which single will come next we'll take a little break during the summer with all the you know the festival stuff and release the second part of it kind of toward the last half of uh, next year sometime so i'm, I'm going to try and spread it out throughout the year so that i can keep uh so they don't drop everything all at once and because the the other thing about like all this viral stuff that we got going at that that no no artist really talks about is you put all you you know your heart and soul in this music and what if I'd have released the, uh, the best song I ever released on the same day that somebody like Oliver Anthony come out with Richmond, rich man, North of Richmond. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. You know, it kind of gets drowned it out. So you try and space everything out and that's just kind of a tactic that we're taking to make sure that people get a chance to hear the music. Cause we believe in it so much. Um, I believe in these songs, man. This is, I bullshit a lot. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I believe in these songs. And, and they represent me more than any of my other songs ever have. And I'm proud of my other songs as well. You know, Blue Jeans and King Me and all them. And they all know my name. Those are all songs that uh, I believe in as well. But um, they were kind of like storytelling, like reminiscing type stuff. And the rest of these songs that I'm releasing now are, uh, they're me, dude. And yeah. uh, I don't know if I'll ever get as personal again, like, if I'll ever find whatever that was, cause like all these songs are hitting different parts of my life and where I'm at. And I was able to capture kind of each one of those little moments. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to capture that many moments again, just cause I don't know if I'll have that much time in between releases. Mm -hmm. Like I'd had those three years, but, uh, 
uh, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm proud of them. Um, and regardless of what the hell anybody else thinks, they represent me uh, very well. And I think there's a lot of people that are going to uh, relate to them. So. Yeah, and and you you don't have a damn thing not to be proud about. I mean, they're great songs, and I've and you know I've I've been anxiously waiting to see what you do with them. And, and like I said, the friends of mine have seen you live, and um, I've sent videos too of, the, of some of those songs. They're they're waiting, and you know I you took the words really right out of my mouth, and that's what I was going to say is, you know, uh, well the album was called a story to tell, and I think it was stuff that you kind of grew up on. It was stuff that you're supposed to write about maybe or stuff you've been inspired or influenced by your you know country artists that you grew up on to write songs like that but these songs you've lived i mean this is your family this is you as growth and and maturity as a as a man uh once you become a dad and uh you know even with you and brandy and being married and so yeah these these are real life so i I know what they mean to you personally and and you know i'm I'm proud to see that progression proud to be uh, you know have seen the growth there in front of from my own eyes there. But uh, Tim Gooden, I interviewed him last night, and he had a hell of a point about how the music industry has changed. And it's kind of what you just said. Basically, he said that his, you know, uh, the EP he let out last year, Son of Appalachia, had no press, had no press whatsoever, no hyping. And then it's been on the charts for like 40 weeks, some sort of, uh, 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 you know, I don't know what chart, you know, what all it's ranked at, but I, it's been on the charts. Uh, for him, and then he said he had all kinds of hyping and backing for this uh, the the you know debut full length album, uh, true stories and flat out lies. And he said it's nowhere near as talked about as the EP, and it's a hell of a record. So yeah, so I don't know, yeah. you know, what like, it is how good it is has nothing to do with it, and that's a damn shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it, it, it's all about. Uh, uh, getting attention on it and and whether or not that's accidental or on purpose um but i I had this i didn't mean to cut you off there but uh i had this talk with brandy a while back on like you think that like if you make something great then that's when people are going to pay attention to it you know like if you make something like if, if you went out and made the greatest record in the world and just dropped it you know, if it don't get in the right algorithm or if people are paying more attention to something else that day, somebody may never hear it. Right. So it's it's got nothing to do with how great it is. Like it being great is just something that you do personally for you. You know, it, it, it's something that you do for the sake of doing something great and making the best that you can make. Like, because it, as far as getting attention and like all that, like you can go out and make you know viral ass videos and stuff and get all kinds of attention it'll make it great and just because somebody hears something you know a million just because a song gets a trillion plays doesn't make it better than another one it just happens to be that's the downside of all that world we were talking about earlier uh, is the best doesn't always rise to the top immediately but if you keep putting out good stuff you know Tim he's great dude yeah, and like, yeah. Uh, uh, but he, he the point that he made is a, I mean that's a damn good one. Like, you know, I made this something that just kind of caught whatever it was to catch, and they were all great. And then I made something just as good or better, and and nobody's paying any attention. Like, 
there's nothing i don't know if there's anything you can really do about that other than just be like okay well i guess it's time for the next one and let's just keep at it and i'll keep playing these songs and sure uh so yeah well, i didn't mean to cut you off there but that's a hell of a point no and i'm glad that was something you could uh relate to as well and and, and go along with but you know basically to his point it was it's a it's just the shortage uh attention spans these days because we're all you know think about it i can i can put something on tiktok a video that i think's great or even if it's a video of a clip of somebody yeah i can post uh cody jinx you can you can play the full length um version of cast no stones from red rocks and feel great about the video i'm like oh this is a great video of cody jinx to share at red rocks you know one of his biggest songs and it might get 352 likes or views on tiktok and you might post a 22 second one of him just speaking to the crowd and some bitch goes viral and you you know you've got now i don't remember had anything go viral but you, it'll have the thousands of views you know hundreds of thousands of views on 22 seconds because people will sit there and watch a 22 second video but by god they're not committed to two minutes and 42 seconds yeah you know however yeah I, yeah i get it yeah. man i so i went viral once on tiktok for being a uh, a flower man I started a trend. I don't know if you've seen any of that on back in the day. So I, I my it was during little, or before COVID hit, and um, a buddy of mine, the flower girl, couldn't fly. As a little girl that got COVID, she was fine, yeah. but she couldn't fly in. He was like, "You should just be my flower girl." And I said, "I'll do it." So I put on I put on a flower crown, and I bought this uh, jacket that had uh, flowers on it, and I got them flower cannons. You pull the end of them off, you know. And they shoot off. Yeah. And I did that and put it on TikTok and it got like two, two or three million, whatever, like over, like just went nuts, man. And uh, then everybody started doing it. And I, I, I got all these TikTok followers. Like I had like 200 or something. And then I went to like 7,000 in like <laughs> two days. And I was like, oh, hell, I, I need to put some music out there. Well, nobody that followed me give a shit about my music. They wanted to see me be a flower guy. You know what I mean? Well, I've, so, seen, <laughs> I've seen that at a lot of weddings now. I didn't know you was the you were the trendsetter. I didn't know you was the OG yeah. of, of of flower boys. Yeah, was the OG man? I'll be uh, yeah, yeah. Check it out. It, it, it went nuts, and then everybody then everybody started doing it, and uh, so it was. But to his point. Um, as far as like people's attention spans, I, I think you don't want to do it, but I almost think as an artist, we're in a, we're in a weird spot of we make things that people are supposed to listen to in a world where people watch, if that makes sense. So it's a great point. You know, we're making music that used to, that, there's you know there's good and bad to everything and like what we were talking about earlier like how people can build independently on all these social media platforms you can if you're willing to do things a little differently and kind of to get your music heard and by getting it heard you've got to get it seen because everything's all this like short form video like what are you gonna like how can you get my attention for three seconds you know and I don't think it's that people's attention spans are bad. I think it's just they're looking for something. Because, like, you know, podcast, for example. You know, I mean, we're on a podcast right now, and the majority of people are going to listen to this, you yeah, know, yeah. for two or three hours. I mean, the most one of the most popular guys in the world right now is Joe Rogan. He talks to people for four hours. That's unbelievable. So I don't think it's 
an attention span thing. I think it's just in like a getting attention thing because there's so many people out there trying to get that attention. And it's really hard for a musician because we like what we hear in a world of where people are geared around what they see. If that makes sense. No, that's great. Yeah, that's, that makes a lot of sense, actually. And you, and you are right, because Rogan does pump out those three-hour podcasts, and people are listening every single week and yeah. are watching. And, and, and you know, I think, so. Yeah, I, I think if you can get their attention to begin with, th- there's a there's got to be some sort of some way out there. Like when I was talking about earlier about uh, uh, about me believing in that in my music, you know, you hear a lot of artists talk about, well, I'm just going to, uh, and, and I was one of those guys up until last year, like, I'm just going to make my music and put it out there. And if it's good enough, it'll get heard. And I don't think that's true. I, like if, if I had a, I had to have a come to Jesus with myself not long ago saying, like telling myself, like, Hey, if you really believe in the music and you really believe in what you're doing, then I'm going to have to put in the time to do whatever it takes to get people to listen to that. If that means I got to act like damn Burt Kreischer and take my shirt off on stage and make like whatever silly little videos I got to make to get people to stop on them. If I really believe in that music, then that's what I got to do. And, you know, a lot of people get a lot of hate for that. Like a lot of these, you know, cause there's a, a lot of artists out there that are just out there to get the attention and are just wanting to be like, tiktok or instagram famous but if you really believe that your music can touch people i think it's my responsibility as an artist to do the silly little you know lip sync videos and the silly little like viral type stuff i don't even if i don't like doing them if i believe in the music and that's what it's going to take to get people to listen to it then that's what i got to do um and so it, it is an attention it's it's an attention thing, but I don't think it's an attention span thing. I, I think I think people's attention spans are still good, and they still want good stuff. But you've got to, we've got to make adjustments as artists in the world that we live in now, making stuff for people to listen to. We've got to figure out a way to get them to stop and listen to it because once they're in it, they're in it. You know, um, if. Uh, if the song's good and you can get them to stop on a silly little video and then they dive into your music, they're liable to listen for every day for three or four hours every time they drive to working back, you know? Sure. Um, so maybe it's an attention getting thing. And I think as artists, we got to kind of swallow our pride a little bit and uh, kind of embrace the fact that that's just the world that we live in now of having to, if you really believe in what you're doing, you got to do what it takes to get that attention. Because if you're not, you're doing the music an injustice by, by not getting as many people as you can to listen to it. Because, you know, we forget that people live everyday lives. Normal people, not that I'm not a normal person, but yeah. uh, normal people aren't sitting around thinking of song lyrics all day. You know, <laughs> they're going through, they're living their lives, they're going to work, they're trying to get they're trying to keep food on the table. They're going to a job they either like or don't like, and they're driving back home and, and they're wanting to the time that they can spend getting out of that world. It's just easier to pop on one of these apps and start scrolling and be entertained for a little bit. So it's our job to be entertaining. And if, and if we believe that music is good enough for them to listen to, then we've got to do whatever it is to be entertaining enough 
for them to stop on us and decide that it would be better for them to go to our music than stare at us on TikTok. So that's great. Yeah. That's just my two cents, you know. Well, um, so coming up now this Saturday, speaking of trying to get everybody's attention, and uh, you're one of the OGs on this thing, as we say again. Um, you, this is your this is the fourth North Springs Festival. You've been on three of them. I always joke, and I know you've heard it. And I've, I'm gonna put it to rest this weekend. I never, I'll never use it again. Is that you know Brandy's ovulating schedule was not with my booking schedule, so you weren't <laughs> there last week and it or last year, and it killed me. You know, it didn't feel right without you. So I'm glad to glad to have you back on board. This year and man, it's uh, I, I can I can be humble, but also be a little braggadocious when I say this that this is just a kick-ass lineup, and I'm very proud of of the lineup. And I mean, you know, you go from you know Cody Cannon of the Departed, which is you know be remembered, you know, so much for the Cross Canadian Ragweed crossover there in the past, and them Dirty Roses, Cole Chaney, Hannah Dasher, you got yourself and Addison. Tim Gooden, West Ship, and uh, he's not on the poster, but there's a kid named Braden Wall that's really just kind of beating it up, learning the game a little bit there in Cookville, and um, he's going to start off the show and get a set up there. And uh, and that's not even mentioned the kickoff party the night before that's happening here in four days. Alex Williams, Tony Logue, Brandon Martin, your buddy, and uh, yeah, Brand- Brandy Cole, Andrew Crawford, Justin Clyde Williams, and Mike DeMeza, and I just hate it. There's so many people that I wanted to bring back, and I tried to you know, I tried to um, switch it up a little bit this year. Uh, you know, I, it kills me that I don't have Sidney Adams and Justin Wells back on this thing. They were here last year, and I love those guys. And uh, I don't know, man. I just I'm very proud of it. I know people are fired up to see you. And I, uh, you know, for one, talk about um, talk about kind of how you and Addison. You know, you've been playing here longer. You know, you play two uh, fairground shows for me. You played. Two of the festivals you've played many shows for me at every other place. The distillery, um, just talk about the folks here in Jackson County and and how they've kind of adopted you and Addison almost as second sons here, um, in this scene, in this area here. Well, first off, let's talk about that lineup for a second. Um, that's a lineup that ten years from now, people could look at and say, "How in the hell?" Did he get all of these people on there? Because any of those people could be selling out theaters and arenas <laughs> within the next 10 years. That's the hope. Like, like, no joke. Like, it could be one of those festivals that, like, 20 or 20 years from now, people look back and are like, oh, my God, I would have given anything to be there then. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, the, the lineup both nights is ridiculous. So, good job. As far as, like, Nobody does up and coming like you do. Like no like being able to sense like what's coming next. And uh that's a that's a hell of a thing. Like people people don't realize. Like what we were talking about just five minutes ago, you know, people like they kinda go through and are living their lives and then when somebody blows up they're like, Oh, this person's great. Well, any one of those people on that lineup, I mean, they all got great careers now. Mm-hmm but could be like <laughs> the the next thing. So uh, good job, man. Just uh, that's a hell of a that. job on that. Appreciate you uh, saying that. I don't, I don't know if I'm better than your guys up there in Kentucky because they, they sure got a sense of it, but uh, I like to feel like I'm getting better. I've, I've had some strike. Uh, I've had some misses that I won't talk about on here 
Uh, I've had some that where I was on the fence and I didn't get to do it as often as I do it now. You know, we have the festival, but there was some, you know, now that we have the uh, distillery shows and stuff like that. Boy, if I'd have had that three or four years ago, there's some names I've missed out on. I'm lucky to know you guys, but, um, but yeah, I'm I, I'm proud of it, man. And I, and I think that to go back to the Oliver Anthony point, and, and, I, and I hate to sound like this about it, but people were really getting off on him, and I get it, and it was a big deal, but I thought... You know, I, I kind of went off and I said, well, let me tell you something. Um, you know, Cody Canada's been a legend for 30 years. And them Dirty Roses was ranked the top five live act of 2022. And Hannah Dasher's open for bigger stars than Oliver Anthony will ever think about being. And if you're talking about Appalachian music, you know, you all talk about Zach Bryan and Tyler Childers. Well, Cole Chaney's right under your damn nose. And yeah. I said, let me tell you, they don't get better and more authentic country music than Addison Johnson and Rye Davis. I said, these guys are the real deal. I said, and Wes Ship's got a great story, and he's playing with some hitters on the road. I said, don't worry about what's popular right in front of your noses that you didn't know 72 hours ago. Look at this lineup for 40 damn dollars. <laughs> you know, see what you got running in your nose, and it's some of the best country, up-and-coming country. And so yeah. people were, and don't get me wrong, you know, I, I tagged the guy and I, I emailed, but my thing is, well, okay, what if you got him? Who, who are you going to knock down the peg on, on a lineup that I want to be here? Guys that I know on personal levels. Guys I've respected, admired for, you know, in Cody Canada's example, 20 years. Like, what, where are you going to put this cat at on the lineup? When I already yeah. know, I already know what we got. Now, now, now it's y'all's time to turn around and say, oh, shit, DK's got a lineup. <laughs> you know? you know. Yeah. No, it's – it's a lineup top to, I mean, <laughs> top to bottom. I mean, that's a start and you know what I mean? Like uh, that, that's a, uh, that's a division series winning <laughs> lineup right yeah, there. Yeah. 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 And, that's a, and I didn't, uh, uh, and I'm just, just, I don't, I'm not saying that to give myself and I don't, I don't want to clear that up. I'm not saying like, Oh, look at this. It's just saying like too many times we want what the, the, the shiny little thing that we can't have or the, the hottest toy on the market, but like, damn, you know, to, to my point, I was going, look what we got. And every one of these guys is no, no less than 10, 15 bucks a piece when you go see them and, and you're getting all of it all day long for $40. And I think people that I've, that we've, that's been on this journey with us for four or five years, they see it. Um, you know, and these people, I don't know if you've seen it. We got people from 14 States coming this year to this thing. Yeah. Damn. I that's, mean, yeah. And that's the, what I know of. So I know people are appreciating it. And let me tell you something. There's a hell of a lot of people saying, I, I'm ready to see Rye Davis for the first time. You know, so. Oh, that's hell a yeah. home away from home for me, man. Like, every time we show up and, and you see familiar faces, like, you don't you don't get that everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you go play all these. And I've played all over the damn country. And. Every time I play down there, there's it's the best reaction you get. People pay attention, they support you, they want you back. It just it 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 feels like and they're the same type of people as around home. It feels like you're going home and you, you can just you can tell that they dig it and they appreciate what you're doing and you don't get that everywhere. There's some of the best people in the country, man. And you've got a good place for it. You got a hell of a lineup. It's uh it's the, it, it, I mean, this is probably going to be. I've played on some big festivals this year, 
you know, and, and I've played on some big festivals in my life. But uh, this is one that I'm, I might be the most excited about, just knowing, like what I said, top to bottom, it, it could be something that people look back in 20 years. You don't want, you don't need to miss it yeah. because it could be something special, you know. And I mean, any of those guys, like what you, like what you said, like even, uh, you know, you got Cody Canada and them boys, and they've been around doing it. But everybody after that, I mean, Hannah Dasher, I don't understand. I don't understand how she's like not selling out everywhere. She, I mean, she is selling out everywhere she goes, but. I don't understand how she's not a household name. And, like, Wes Ship, like, you, you brought up Wes. And that dude has been grinding it, man. Grinding. Like, uh, I've played I've played two or three shows now with Wes. And uh, when he first got started, you know, he's like all of us. Uh, he didn't he didn't really know what he, he knew what music. He was great at making music, but he didn't really know, like, what he was doing or what direction to go. And he figured it out way quicker than everybody else that I've played with has. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just been out there and grinding and making good music and doing his thing. And, like, I mean, just his growth on, if you just look at his social media five years ago or three years ago versus where it's at now, and then you listen to the music he's putting out, it's like, and that's top to bottom, man. And, you know, of course, with Addison and Cole and, and Tim and all those guys, like, and me, like, we've been out here grinding it for a little bit. But uh, it just, you never know, man. And it, it's one of those lineups that you you will regret it if you don't show up and, like, be a part of it. 10 years from now you're gonna be like god i can't believe them. i could have seen them for i could have seen all of them for 40 dollars, and like one of us could pay a hundred dollars a ticket in two years you know yeah and we said that last year addison made a great post about some of the guys and and if that was 40 dollars, and this one's i mean come on now it's uh it's crazy and i truly believe i did an interview the other day and they said who's who are you most excited or who you think is gonna steal the show and then I, you know, I said, well, I think Hannah's going to surprise some people because I don't think people's giving Hannah really her, her flowers, what she deserves. Yeah, you know, you see her live, and you will not forget Hannah Dasher. I might pick up my game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I even said, I said, you know, I said, I, I, I think people are still sleeping because it's Cody Canada and not cross cross Canadian ragweed, which is silly yeah. because you don't believe how many people's told me like, oh, I love Cody Canada, but uh, you know. Or they said, I love Cross Canadian Ragweed, but I never heard of Cody Canada. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> and one one guy in particular is going to hear this thing. I'm talking about him. But, I, I mean, it's been happening multiple times. And, they, and Ragweed's been broke up for so long. I told Lindsay, I said, I'm I'm scared to announce him as my headliner. And there's going to be cr- crickets because they've been broke up for 13 years. And I'm afraid the Cody Canada name, as silly as that sounds, because, damn, he's a legend, you know. And um, luckily, people remembered, <laughs> you know. But, I mean, I did – feel that as, as as way people are but them dirty roses they've been grinding and grinding they've shared the hell of this post and they're going to put on a show um but you know and i just posted right before we got in here about uh about wes you know homeless three years ago he was he was that's when his journey started was three years ago and they made that video of him being homeless on the street singing a riley green song um, yeah you know just see how far he's made it um and that's that's what i said on my inter- sit down interview the other day i said you know, Hannah's the one kind of people sleeping on. Tim's kind of people still sleeping on Tim a little bit. I said, Addison and Ryder, they're kind of established here. I said, people know. I said, but the hype is still so much because they know what they're getting out of Addison and Rye. 
Um, yeah. So, but I'm like you, man. And I interviewed last Sunday or two, you know, this past a week ago yesterday, Hannah came on here and, and, you know, she's still, and it's hard not to be a little bitter about it, but it's making her work harder. She's grinding that much harder because, I mean, I she's got, she, she checks all the boxes. She's got the looks. She's got the charisma. She's got the ability. She's got the stage presence. So you tell me why they're not just biting it to bit to put her on something much bigger than what, than what she's doing. Yeah. Well, she's building it herself, man. She is. And absolutely. That's, you know, it goes back to the, the conversation we were having earlier. If you know you got it, like, why give it away? Yeah. You true. know, uh, because what she's doing is that. Have you ever seen them Dodie Roses live? I seen them years ago, about five years ago, open for Shooter in Huntsville. And they had it then, but I can't wait to see the new. I can't wait to see it now. I've seen them three. I played a show with them. Uh, I've been to two of their shows and played one show with them. And them boys rock and roll. That's yeah. a perfect fit with uh, Cody Canada. You but, know, yeah. Well, that that was one of the pitches too, because actually, when I called to get Cody, they said, "Well, are you a fan of them, Dirty Rose?" I said, "Oh yeah, I, I love them." They said, "Well, man, they love playing together." Um, yeah, they're that's they're, yeah, yeah. Them boys rock and roll, man, and they're good dudes too. Like, but they are, they are rock and roll, and it's a fun ass show to watch. I seen them and Hannah. Oh yeah, uh, on on some show together and. and Golly, like you, you gonna you gonna burn it down? You might, they might get you for arson, son. <laughs> well, good. good. I've kept my nose clean this long. It's about time I get in trouble for something, you know. That's right. You gotta, so, we gotta work on that reputation a little bit. You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. just come in here and burn the whole damn county down. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we was the black sheep's out here in North Springs, but damn, I didn't know we was gonna we was gonna do that. But yeah, she, I didn't know that she said they lived together. That the. the, the them dirty roses lived with her early on in nashville oh really okay. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that till the interview the other day because they posted about it one day and tagged all you guys on instagram and hannah had commented on the, on their post it was the very first time roses had posted about it and she said uh family reunion and i thought well i didn't know she knew them like that then i really didn't know they lived together so she is she's beyond fired up and i did go see them at exit in uh, about three weeks ago cole cheney had a six o'clock show on a thursday and they played at 11 um and i watched his set and i kind of hung out and you know but i was like man i gotta work the next day well, as i was leaving they were um they were unloading or they were loading in and i just i hollered at andrew and i said andrew i'll talk to you on facebook or i'm dustin kennedy and he starts yelling at the rest of the guys i go hey this is the guy that does north springs music the, the one we're playing in the field with cody canada a few weeks <laughs> so then they said oh it's a badass poster and you know everything and they did a video for me hopping up the the festival and uh Golly, man, I just – so I didn't get to stay and watch them. So, no, I, I've not seen them live in about five years. But, I mean, I put a lot of stock in what Saving Country Music does. And, you know, they rank them number five top live act. And, you know, behind, like, Mike of the Moon Pies and Turnpike Troubadours. I don't know who the other two bands were. I can't remember. But that's pretty damn good company to be in. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, I mean, you know, and Tim was talking about you last night. Tim said he considered you a friend at this point. He said he couldn't wait to sit, wait to see you live. And, um, you know, he said he wait, couldn't wait to see you play. And then, uh, you know, that goes without saying the, the bond you and Addison have, have, have made, you know, over the last few years. And just it, – it, it truly is. It's going to be a really special lineup, man. I just – I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped for it, man. It's, it's right around the corner. 
Uh, it's it's this week. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. I, I feel it's like, uh, you know, I I I've got a couple more days of of posting that badass poster by Jimbo Valentine, and you know, it, it's it's exhausting. I'm sure I've got. I would love to know the. I'd like to know the over under on people who who has unfollowed me. You know, the people who only are on Facebook to be nosy about your life and see and judge yeah. you, but they. But they don't really care about music. I'd love to know the number of people who's unfollowed me in the last nine months after being uh, ninety sponsors shoved down their throats, and uh, uh, you know, and all the musicians shoved down their throats and everything else. But man, you know, it goes back to, you know, my job and your job is, you know, it's different, but it's kind of the same. You know, you got to self promote. Yeah. You know, you got to self promote your music, and I've I've got to get on here in Facebook, and I could go pay eight hundred dollars for radio ads, but I mean. I, I, at the end of the day, I'm sitting here bitching about country radio, despite me loving many of the personalities locally. But like, if you're to me, why put my money into sponsorship dollars on a radio station that, even though I love the people that's at that station, when the people who I've got playing ain't gonna sniff the radio? Yeah, you know, Hannah Dasher and them Dirty Roses, Cole Chaney. You know where you guys should be on the radio. That's not the market they're shooting for. So, if you're if you're listening to Country Giant and you're and you're a Keith Urban fan, are you really gonna care about them Dirty Roses? <laughs> you know, is, well, my, is my point. You know, yeah. you, should, you know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. But I just rather get on Facebook and beat it to death, and and that's kind of what I've done. And shameless self promoting. That's what you got to do, and you know that. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's 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 my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. The, so come on out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there um, is there anything we can look forward to? Is and you just went down through the lineup, so it may be redundant. But is there anything in particular you're looking forward to this Saturday? Uh, yeah, being back on a a home stage feels like I'm playing a, a home game when I come down there. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, uh, uh, so yeah, just just being back in front of you know. Seeing how the festival has grown is uh, is is really something to look forward to. Knowing, you know, where you start. I mean, you've you've put together great lineups, but this is definitely the best one. And seeing uh, where it was versus where it is now, and you know, having to take uh, a year off with uh, you know having kids and living and living life. Uh, I'm just I'm looking forward to getting back down there on that stage. So. And seeing familiar faces and and playing the new stuff and uh, uh, you know and and really seeing all the all the artists there, all my buddies. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I can't wait, man. And uh, maybe we can even pull Brandy up on stage for a song. I'd I'd love to see her up there. And her times are coming. I know she's. I'm proud to see her. You know, getting back out there, here and there. She'll post a video of her singing, and you know, lo- love to see her get up there. Even if it ain't this year, uh, another year, because she's she's really good too, man. She's got a great voice, and just to get her comfortable up there and get on some more stages, and um, yeah, I, I can't wait, man. It's been it's been a while. We got we did the show back in May together with you and Addison. That was the damn country music show, and uh, that was a really cool one. That was that was a lot going on that night. A lot a lot of a lot of stuff going in and out, but uh, at the root of it, it was really cool to have you two together on the show and like you said it's grown i mean you're you're down here year one on that damn county stage that they were nice enough to let me borrow and covid was going on and 
it piss poured rain for two days straight and you know um yeah it was a uh, what a time you know and uh i did one of those in the archives kind of talking about that first show and everybody calling and saying hey man i, I can get you this building in salina i can get you the building in red bowling and about the third person that offered me something else i said you know by god it ain't the damn north springs music festival it's in salina yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it ain't the damn North Springs Music Festival if it, if it's in Red Bull and Springs. So uh, we're gonna have it in North Springs, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fight this rain, and we're gonna party. And you know there was there was people that said to hell with their canopies. I I, I picked up two, more than one broken canopy tent the next day and had to haul it off for people. And uh, but it was a good time. You know the next year it grew, and you did a hell of a performance. And and uh, what really stuck out to me about that was the second year as you guys were, you know, kind of on, you know, about mid, midway, and you wouldn't believe, and I hate to say this because I'm afraid he'll hear it and, and know I'm talking good about him, but the two names were Addison Johnson and Ryan Davis after 2021. I mean, there's so many people that came and never had been here, and they said, man, I tell you, I like this one, I like that one, but, boy, that Ryan Davis, man, that Ryan Davis special. I said, hell, yeah, he's special, you know, and – uh yeah, I ain't talked to you often enough. I don't care to compliment you, but I'll t- I've talked to Addison about once a week, and I just I, I'm scared to death he'll hear this. And know that I was talking good about him. That people I said ain't <laughs> talking good about him. You know that, that ain't no good. So I can't stand it. I cannot stand to say something good in public to him. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's uh, love that guy too. But uh, well, shit, yeah, man, I I can't wait. Uh, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna play a snippet of of real woman here as we as we. Uh, get done with this but i do appreciate your time i know i was ragging on you of course you know i was i was just kidding um appreciate your time i know you taking away from brandy and the baby so uh yeah man I, i'll go put up it's about time to put them to bed so it's about perfect timing right there yeah that's what i was about to say i gotta go in i was uh my, my kids were just uh cracked out as i was heading out here so daddy's got to go do a podcast real quick and they just said, Daddy, 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 both of them, both the little ones. And I said, Damn, Lindsay, you not talk to these kids during the day or what? <laughs> said, yeah. She's on fall yeah, break. A, this is about this is the time of evening where uh, Brandy's pretty well like, listen, I've you have been gone all weekend. It is your turn to put the kids down. Yeah, so. I hear you, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right, buddy. Well, I'm excited for the new music. Excited to see you this Saturday. That's Ryan Davis. Come see him, North Springs Music Festival. I'll see you this Saturday, buddy. Yeah. Tell your mom and them. We'll see y'all later. <laughs> all right, brother. See you, man. See you, man. Well, I should have known. I should have known that we've been trying to keep these things under an hour, keep my buddy Caleb Allen and all the Allen family happy, that they don't have to listen for longer than (laughs) – no, that's my goal, all seriousness. Me and Caleb and Slim both talked about it, that trying to keep these things short. But I had a feeling when I left out of the back of the house here to come out in the man cave that me and old Rye Davis, I text Brandy – I was pretty, was pretty busy this weekend. I had a funeral, and wedding, and had a lot of stuff. Had a busy day at work. And I thought, man, I I, I don't even have any talking points because me and Ryan just kind of know each other pretty well. And, and so I text Brandy because she's a hell of a lot better texter than Rye. And uh, she said she named off a few things. She goes, but it's you and Rye. Y'all can BS about anything. And so, you know, an hour and twenty seven minutes into that this thing, that's pretty, it's pretty proven. But uh, thanks for the kind words to Rye. He's one of the best guys you'll ever meet. That That is him, that whole thing. You know, a lot of people always said, man, is he that country? Hell yeah, he's that country, and he's just that genuine of a guy. Um, 
He's played many, many shows down here. Like you said, these people love him. It don't matter if he goes on first, middle, last. He's going to put on the same show. Um, come down here early, and uh, you're in for a treat. If, if, if you're traveling for North Springs, if you're one of these 14, 15 states coming and you've never seen Rod Davis, uh, you're going to know his name. Like the song says on Story to Tell, you're going to know his name. They all know my name. And uh, tonight I want to leave you, like I said, with just a snippet here of his newest single written with his wife, Brandy, who is also just cream of the crop. She's she's one of the best people, um, one of the nicest people I've met since I've got in this line of work, on the side, whatever you want to call whatever I do, um, just trying to help independent country music artists. Um, I love Rye Davis, Brandy Davis. They're great people. And I'm going to leave you with the song they co-written here together, uh, Real Woman. That was just a snippet of Real Woman by Rye Davis. Wish I could play the whole song. I don't know the rules on the internet. I always hear 15 seconds and less, so, which is bullshit. <laughs> but, uh, all right, listen, come see us this Saturday. You're listening to this. This is a Monday. you got six more days to make it. North Springs Music Fest, fourth annual, headlined by Cody Canna and, and The Departed, Them Dirty Roses, Hannah Dasher, Tim Gooden, Cole Chaney, Addison Johnson, Rye Davis, West Ship, and Braden Mitchell Wall. Tickets $40. You can bring your own cooler in for $5. You drink too much of that cooler, we can camp for $10. Non-electric. JB's Barbecue, Pie Peddler, Country Boys, Kettle Corn, Bigfoot, Eats and Treats. Um, hell, we got it all going on down here. We got vendors setting up. I mean, we'll do anything but uh, kiss your cousin booze. But we are in Jackson County, so it's still up for debate. All right, that's I'm uh, Dustin Kennedy. Thank you for listening to tuning in with Rye Davis here on North Spring Sessions with DK. I will talk to you soon.